One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab podcast. This is episode 117, and this is another one of my TikTok specials of season eight. If you aren't familiar with what that is, every other episode this season, I am hosting someone that I have met and connected with on the platform of TikTok. TikTok has been, uh, no matter what you might think about it or what you might have heard, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. TikTok has been an amazing community for me to find the people who I can help, to find the people who can help me and that I can learn from, and to overall just build tight communities. And I've met so many cool people, in fact, that are doing great work in the world. I was like, I got to give these people a platform. It's all storytelling. It's all sharing your story via this social media platform. And it's a social media platform that happens to have an amazing algorithm and massive, massive opportunity. So hear me now when I say if you do not leverage and utilize this platform, you are missing out. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but there's a lot of opportunity there. I can assure you of that. So the guest that I have on the show today is Brian Shepard, and he goes by the name of B.A. Shepard on TikTok. He's got like half a million followers, and the first time I saw this guy, he often wears like a cowboy hat. He lives on a farm, and the first video that I saw that popped off from him, it's a very popular video of his, was one about teaching his son, and it was about mowing grass. His son was mowing the grass, and he was doing a little selfie-style video, which is very common with TikTok, and you could see his son in the background, and he was like, look, my son's over there, and I haven't seen this video in a long time, so I'm totally paraphrasing, but he's like, my son's over there, and he's mowing the yard in a circle. And while I wouldn't do it that way, I'm just going to let him do it. I want to see how he does it, ask him why he does it that way, and I don't want to try to control every little thing about what he's doing when I'm trying to get him to to take responsibility and do his chores, and he doesn't have to do the things the way I do it. And in fact, 
He might even do it better. Who knows? But the point is to give him that space to express himself, to grow, to learn, all of that. And this is what our conversation turns out to be about. Space to learn, grow, and become our best selves. Now, as any video that goes viral uh, experiences, there was a little bit of backlash from like, I don't know, yard talk, like dads who who wouldn't have done the same thing and things must be mowed a certain way. But the point is it got a massive conversation going. And what Brian does, not just with his son and his daughter and his children, but he, he helps people understand how to have healthier relationships, specifically through the work that he does at the farm. So he hosts people at his farm to like work with horses and do things around, around the farm. It is the space that he brings people into to be essentially a relationship coach, which is, which is amazing. Now, the real amazing part of the conversation is the catalyst for all this was that he was going through a divorce, a time of pain and and hurt, and he he just understood, this is empathy 101, folks, he just understood that others out there are hurting too, and maybe if he shared his stories and shared his experiences that he might be able to help other people going through similar experiences. Now, that is the essence of storytelling. Shared struggles, shared experiences bringing us together. It's simple as that. And social media and TikTok specifically is an excellent, excellent way to make those connections with other people. The farm in this case, which he's lived on for years, ends up being like a metaphor for life. Like people have these, and he doesn't tell them what to do. He brings them out there and they have these epiphanies naturally. And it's just amazing to learn from him. But what I'm really excited about for him is he's he's got these big plans. I think the thing that is fulfilling him the most, and I can uh, understand this as a father too, and I've always liked to coach uh, the youth as well. And he's got this thing inside of him. The thing that, that excites me the most for where he is now is he's going into schools and he's really using these lessons and the fact that he's become a, a famous TikToker to make these relationships uh, with the youth, high school, maybe middle school aged children or kids, but specifically help them, help them deepen the connection within themselves. He said this great line in, in, in the conversation that he wants to connect young hope, the hope that exists within these young men and women, with experience. His experience, the experience that he's learned from others. He even was so kind to say that he had learned some things from me that he could use to share. The experience that he's learned through life. He believes, and I wholeheartedly agree, that everyone has an area of influence within them that they can use to be an entrepreneur, to create a business, to create a life that they want to live, one of purpose, one of fulfillment, and he helps them find that. And it, oh, that is something I am extremely passionate about as well. So I was stoked to have him on the show, and I know that you will get a ton of value from the conversation that we have and a ton of inspiration. So here is my conversation with Brian Shepard, and I hope you love it. So to start off with, I mean, I'm really interested in, in learning about your your TikTok journey. That's where we connected. That's where I'm hosting a lot of people on the show this year. Uh, so first question, real simple, you know, softball throwing out at you. When, when did you when did you start TikTok? Like, how long have you been on the platform? I've been on the TikTok platform a couple of years now. Um, wish I knew the exact date, but I, I jumped on basically for two reasons. My daughter was on it. I have a 16-year-old. She was, what, 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. She was on the platform, and so I was kind of curious about it. And uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I follow on some different platforms, he was, he was all over it. Get on TikTok. You need to be there. You need to be there. And so I saw people dancing and doing that kind of yeah. thing. I was like, that's not my thing. I just I want to check on my daughter. I want to see what's going on on this platform. Um, and I got on, and, and I posted a video about a horse. <laughs> and uh it was pretty cheesy uh, <laughs> it, it was really cheesy it was just kind of like this horse had been born at the farm and so i posted a video about it and um that was kind of it and, and so my goal became all right if i can get a thousand followers on here i can at least go live and um you know just add content share and talk and encourage people inspire people that kind of thing so that's that's actually what got me started just wanting to follow her make sure she was good 
and the fact that Gary V was was all over it, telling people, get on TikTok, you need to be there. Yeah. Start posting. And so and, I just did it. And and this this um kind of not catalyst, but this this conduit, we'll call it, of Gary V leading you to TikTok is not unique to your story. I share a very similar story. Lots of <laughs> lots of creators do, right? Because he was screaming that years ago when it was musically, right? He was saying this yeah. is the next thing. And I remember I I was real, even though I'm in content creation, I've been a filmmaker and had things to promote my whole career. I was always like reluctant to really jump into the social media thing. I always had a profile, but to use it for business. Um, so I remember when Instagram was big and I was making a movie about freestyle calisthenics and the, some of these athletes were getting really big followings because they were leveraging this tool. And I was real resistant for whatever reason. Obviously it was like, I could have really done a lot more with it. So I, I told myself I wouldn't let that opportunity pass if I felt it, you know, coming TikTok, especially during the pandemic blew up. And I was listening to people like Gary V too. So I waited in the sidelines for like six months, just watching, seeing how, how people would do. And uh, eventually got the courage to, to do it. And, and I love it. It's been extremely uh, fulfilling for me, extremely beneficial for me and my business. So, and I get to meet cool people like you. Uh, I think that's really neat. Like, and it says a lot to what your content is that the reason you started was to really just kind of like keep that connection with your daughter. Uh, I think, I think that's really important, but at some point, your goal switched to, well, if I can get a thousand, you know, people, I can go live. What were your thoughts at that point? Do you remember like, okay, now it seems to have gone a little bit past just keeping track and staying in touch with your daughter and seeing what she's into to like, there's a little bit of an objective now what's going on in your mind when you're like, like, why did you want to go live? I thought that with as many people that were on it and during the pandemic with people being stressed out um, with the emotions being so high during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, if I can get on here and if I could just encourage some people, give them a little bit of hope, say something to them that just, just builds them up during this time where there's so much uncertainty, there's so much talk about death um, and people are just feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can just be a voice of hope for somebody. And so I was like, if I can go live, I can do that. I mean, I can post videos, but if I can go live, I can share and, um, and just encourage people just to help them during this time with of so much uncertainty. And I posted one thing, I posted another thing. And all of a sudden the account started, you know, kind of like really growing a lot. And uh -huh. I passed the, the, the thousand mark and, you know, going live and sharing. And I was going live basically every night for months, <laughs> just, just sharing and talking, encouraging people and, and just building connections. Um, mm. And that's what I saw. People were there. People were hurting. There was a need. And I simply just wanted to help. I was like, if I could just help, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, and, and, and that's, that was really the drive of it. Um, just wanting to, to be a voice of encouragement to others, um, especially during that time of uncertainty. Absolutely. Um, so you had mentioned uh, earlier that your first video was like with a horse. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with your account and your content, what exactly do you do? I, I say that I am a, a relationship speaker and coach with the natural approach. Hmm. And I have a farm uh, in the Philadelphia area. And, and from the farm, I, I shoot a lot of content using the animals that I have. I have horses and chickens and goats and obviously the farmland itself. Um, so I, I'll, I'll teach a lot of just life lessons from the farm, how to build relationships, using the relationships and the practices that happen every day at the farm. Mm. So whether it be um, feeding animals or caring for them or the environment or building relationships and communication, I use all that so, so that for one, I can get past the normal defenses that people have as it relates to building relationships. Like See, sometimes, well, a lot of times I feel like that when we start talking about relationships, we already have a historical reference. Mm -hmm. So we talk about communication. Someone's going to say, well, I know how to communicate. <laughs> right. Well, most people have not attempted to communicate with a horse, <laughs> right? So, so there's no historical reference. Yeah. And so their, their, their natural defense to it 
goes away because they know that they don't know. Yeah. I'll give you an example. There was a there was a husband and wife that showed up at the farm one time, and uh, the wife talked about how the husband never complimented her. And so they're together. They're working with an animal at the farm. They're working with one of the horses and. The wife was doing one thing and the, and the husband was grooming the horse. And as he was grooming the horse, we both hear him start to tell the horse how pretty he is. He's like, you're so beautiful. And, and he starts complimenting this horse. And so when I approach him, I said, you know, your wife mentions how you never really give compliments. But I noticed that while you were grooming the horse, you started being very complimentary. I said, could you tell me why that was? And he said, well, I guess it was because I was spending a lot of time with the horse and I was really focused on what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just started to see, I started to see the beauty of the horse as I was spending time with it. And as I stood there, like just kind of watching him, the light bulb went off in his head. And he said, I guess I haven't been doing that much with my wife. Yeah, I didn't have to tell him what the answer was. He found the answer through that experience. And so it's experiences like that, that I, I try to translate into the videos and share with people whether they're with the horses or, or watching on video so that they can begin to process how they handle and approach relationships. So that's that's what my account is all about, building relationships um, through a natural approach of quality time, quality communication and interaction, and, and being present. It's really hard for me not to not to <laughs> Not to say something or make a joke about leading uh, the horse to water, but not being able to force them to drink in that scenario. <laughs> but that's what guide, I mean, that's what coaching and guidance and therapy and all that really is, right? Is like, yeah, you just kind of direct, turn their shoulders a little bit and say, and then they're like, oh, I mean, that's how, how it should be. That's what I love about it is seeing those little epiphanies go off. But as you were saying yeah. that, I'm like, please don't come on. Try not to make the dad joke. That, that, was, that, that was on point, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're a dad, too. We're kindred spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Question. Uh, chicken and egg question. Were you a relationship coach first or did you like have the farm first? Which which like what order did that happen in? I had the farm force first, and, and here's what happened, really. Um, eight years ago now, I was, I was going through a divorce personally myself. And so the farm and the horses became my outlet for my experience. I was completely brokenhearted, hmm. wanting to die, actually praying to God, like, if you just let me die, that would be, that would be a great uh, answer to this story. Um, yeah. And, and and obviously it never happened, but so I, I needed a place for me where I said, I, I was walking down the street one time and I was, I was praying, asking God, I was like, where do broken hearts go? And I just really didn't know. I didn't have an answer for that, that real question in my life, where do broken hearts go? And so with me working with the animals and the farm, I, I pretty much said, all right, I'm creating a place. This place for me is that place. I go to the barn. I'm feeding these horses. I'm sitting in the pasture. There was one time I'm sitting in the pasture and a horse walks up and she puts her head right on my shoulder while I'm laying there, you know, yeah. sitting there just bawling, um, you know, Ugh. with my family breaking up and the horse just stood there. And I was like, this is incredible. And so it, it, it kept me going down this path of learning and, and really tapping into these, these natural moments, these natural situations. And, um, and so from there, I just, I really started sharing with other people like, Hey, Hey, do you need to come to the farm? You're going through this breakup. You're going through a divorce. You're having struggles with your kids, whatever it may be. I'm like, here, just come out to the farm, have an experience. You guys be together. And it, it really just started really growing from there um, with more and more people wanting show, to show up, wanting to be present. And it was really out of my own brokenness that I found that as an outlet and as a, a great teacher. Um, and that's what I say. I say that the horses and the animals and the, the environment, they're really the teachers. I'm there putting a little bit of language to it. Um, Dude, I'm so glad I invited you on. You're a natural storyteller. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so now like, do you, you host people at the farm as part of your practice. I do. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I love that. So <clears throat> and that story about the horse, man, the whew, that's a animals just know, man. I mean, if you have a dog, it's very, very similar too. but equine therapy has gotten really popular in the, in the past few years for, for similar reasons. I think people have yeah. to, you had mentioned 
people think they know how to communicate, but it's different when you're communicating to a horse. I've, I've heard a lot of uh, conversations and podcasts about people spending time with horses for similar reasons. So I think it's really cool that that's, that's becoming more popular. Um, the video, the first video that I saw, I believe of yours was one with your son mowing the grass, which is pretty popular, I think. And I even think yeah. that you might've gotten some flack about that or whatever, just engagement. We'll call it engagement, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. That conversation, <laughs> right. But that was the one that, that, st that stood out uh, to me. Is there a type of like what resonates most with your audience from your experience in the past couple of years? What type of content? Um, the type of content that really I find really resonates with them the most is the content that speaks to um, what I like to call like almost feeling like the underdog, mm -hmm. um, whether there's heartbrokenness, um, whether there is someone that feels like, you know what, I, I have all the chips stacked against me. <laughs> And so that's, that's the stuff. Like I, I did another video sharing about this horse that was, he was covered in dirt and, and just getting the dirt and shame off and what the process, what it's like and how, when you're helping someone through the shame and the process of getting rid of shame or overcoming shame, some of that gets on you as well. And, and millions of people watch that, but so many people resonated with that, that message about my son and his cutting the grass in circles and he was just kind of all over the place and but I wanted to give him space I'm like you know what you don't have it's grass you can cut it however you want totally you know like this is your it's your space I'm like this is our place you go ahead cut it however you want and the interesting about thing about that was after he finished cutting the grass and we we're talking and everything and I, I asked him I was like so why did you choose to cut the grass that way he told me he's like you know really the lawnmower was pulling in one direction. So it was, it was easier for me to try to steer it this way. Now, had I had jumped all over him about trying to cut straight lines, I would have missed the fact that he was actually taking something that was being dealt to him, the hand he was being dealt and he was being creative with it. I would have, I would have missed it. And I, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity to build a relationship with him, but I, I, I was already giving him space. I already knew I was like, Hey man, you can cut it however you want. It's, it's fine. Because I know for me, I sometimes cut the grass in circles just yeah. because I want to do something different. <laughs> and um, to, and now today, my son, that, that same young man, he has started a lawn care business. He has a couple, couple, you know, couple contracts that he's doing. And, you know, people are paying him to cut grass. And so, look, he's learning. And he's learning. He's telling me, hey, dad, I cut the grass this way because I realized it saves me time. And, and, and he's learning on his own. But the fact that he had space, it, it, it was it was big for him to be able to do what he wanted to do, how he needed to do it with what he had. <clears throat> this makes me think of a couple of things this, that you keep coming back to this word space. And I had this little mini, you know, epiphany. It's nothing uh, earth shattering revelation, but like you need that space to grow. Like you legitimately do. I, it was just one of these constant conversations I have with myself where I'm like, slow down, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. stop trying to fill up every second and every day. And, and I just thought about like the plant metaphors, like at, at some point it's outgrown its pot. And if you leave it in there, it will stay that same size, right? You give it a little space to grow and it can grow. And so it's the same thing here. That space is so crucial. We're talking about building muscle or whatever uh, you got. You need that recovery. You need that rest. Often right. we're wired to produce, 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 and go, 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 go. And we think that the space or the rest is going to like limit that. And it's the complete opposite. It's not right, that it's right. just, oh, you need rest because you just need balance. No, it actually helps you progress. I mean, that's it's so right. important. And and the other thing that, that makes me think of, I say a lot, it's a it's a slide in, in almost all of my speeches and workshops. This is where we come definitely back to the storytelling component. People connect through shared experiences and yeah. specifically through shared struggles. So when you were talking about the, the videos that resonate the most or the underdog videos or the I'm heartbroken too, this is where empathy is is created most between people and it there's it's neuroscience behind it this is when oxytocin is elevated in our brains this causes us to trust people this builds a bond it's been scientifically proven so that it, it's no uh, secret why that's that content resonates with people and i think it's really important uh, to reach them at that level sharing your story too as open as you've been already um 
I think that's really important for building that connection that you're trying to build. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you, when you mentioned that it, it's so true. I, I just had a meeting on, um, on Monday with a, with a school district, with a school in our school district. And, and so as I'm sitting there and we're talking about these young people there in a, an area, many of them have, you know, in, in poverty and they're really struggling. Um, and as I was sitting there and I'm talking with the, the teacher about, you know, really wanting to help these kids dream and, and serve them. I said, you know, I really want to serve your school and this population. And what she came back to was, she said, many of these kids are at the point where they don't even know how to dream yet. Mm-hmm. And, and so they don't, they don't have any hope. She's mm-hmm. like, they don't have hope or dreams that they can do something greater in life. And, and as I was thinking about that, and I had told her, I said, I came from a family, my mom and dad were there. I came, you know, I lived in a good area and I was always encouraged to go out, you know, to be a pro ball player or whatever I wanted to do, go to college. So I said, I understand that. And, and yet there was a point in life where I was actually in poverty, struggling as a grown up adult man with children. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet it was during that time that I was also building a school. I, I was building a school at that time. And I remember sitting in meetings with bankers and lenders and they were talking about people living at the poverty level and it was actually me they didn't know that right and so we were having these discussions about helping people in poverty and so here i am in this meeting i'm like well no i'm that person in poverty after the meeting was over i was the person cleaning the building right and yet they're getting ready to sign millions and millions of dollars with me in this group that i'm working with and so it, it made me go back to that so that I could share with these kids that once you start, when you, you can, if you can get into an environment and you can just, just start, right? Your, your situation where you're at currently doesn't determine how far you can go. And it, 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 like you said, it's that which helps people connect those stories where you're able to be vulnerable, able to expose like, hey, here's my failures. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bible guy. So I, you know, I pray and read the Bible and all that. And, and one of the things I found, I was like, the people that I related to in the Bible most were the people that had the most messed up situations. I'm like, this dude killed a person. This person failed mm-hmm. miserably. This person was afraid. And, and, it, and it really helped me to re, you know, look at life in a whole different way. I'm like, okay, all of these people in this book are people that have had massive failures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and so I decided to live my life in a way where I was like, I'll just be another chapter of the book and where I share my life with people where they don't have to feel condemned by me, but they can feel encouraged that, you know what, man, that dude failed a lot too. He made some missteps, but now what, what else can, you know, what else is there? And so I like to share from that place because, you know, I was in that place and I needed mm-hmm. someone's story to help me out of that place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you're paying it forward. Right. Yeah. This, this is something that I work with people on uh, with their writing, with their story creation, whether it's fictional or they're telling their brand stories. It's like this, the characters, the people that you feature in your stories cannot be all good or all evil. Like we're all multi-layered, multi-dimensional uh, flawed human beings, right? And so right, this right. is a big mistake that people happen again in fiction or nonfiction. If we talk about business, it's like they never show uh, those blemishes. Like we're the best, we do this, and you're touting your accomplishments, etc. Or and it's hard for people to relate to that. So that person who's like, you know, on a lower level of the of the game or whatever you want to call it, when they see that, it's really hard for them to to see the path. Because they think that you have something that they don't, you know, or if it is fictional story and you've got somebody who's just like perfect with no flaws, it's really hard to relate to that person or empathize with them because it's not real. We all have flaws. We all mess up. It's just tough. And you said the word vulnerable. It's tough for a lot of people to to open themselves up. It is starting to change. I think this TikTok has done a great job of creating this space of people being like showing the blemishes, showing the, you yeah. know, the, the, the missteps and the mistakes and, and it actually responds uh, or people respond very well to it. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, how has your goal changed in the past couple of years with the account, with, with the platform, with what you're trying to do? You know, when you started out, you were just trying to 
reach people, um, help them through, you know, similar situations that you might've gone through. Has your goal changed in the past couple of years? How do you use the platform now? Well, for me, the platform is changing in terms of um, focus. Uh, like I said, initially I was there, I, I was encouraging people. And now I, I'm really kind of gearing towards being very specific. I, I know that the educational space, mm. uh, working with educators and parents and, and, and children, that, that space for me is a, a space that's dear to me. Um, yeah. Like I said, having the school um, and, and building that. And so what I've noticed now is because of what's happened on the platform, when I meet young people and they find out I'm on TikTok, their response is, oh my goodness, you're, you're TikTok famous. And, and so like, it's, it's a big deal for them. Like it, right, it, yeah, yeah. it's super exciting. And so I, I now see that like for me, it wasn't like, I didn't, I never really thought of it getting like big as it is now, Yeah. but it's happened and young people respond to it. And so the last few days, actually, I've been sitting and thinking about how when I wanted to be a pro ball player, I knew that I would work with kids and, you know, like, because athletes tend to have a big platform. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a second, you, you kind of, you have that now, these kids respond to you now i met some kids at a local um you know convenience store and when they they found out about my tiktok they went on it they caught me live one day and then they asked like can we come to the farm so i said i said sure come over so this group of like eight young people nine young people come over to the farm one evening and and they're looking for the tiktoker and that's that's how they were asking like we're looking for a tiktoker and and i realized i'm like okay them I'm a TikToker and okay, great. I'm going to use this yeah. because if this can get me into schools, if this can get their attention and then I can show them, all right, here's how you can start building from wherever you are in life. I was sitting this morning thinking that every, every young person can be an entrepreneur, meaning they can all solve a problem. Yeah. Like we were asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I ask them, what problem do you want to solve? What problem are you good at solving? Oh, I make people laugh. Great. Let's do something with that. Oh, I, I'm good at, you know, shooting videos. Great. You shoot videos of the person that's making people laugh. Great. Let's work together. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. And so if we can get them on this path, and if I can use a platform where they can recognize me and they're celebrating that, you know, I have amassed a few followers, I'm like, this is great. I'm going to use this. And so now, Instead of me being the person that normally would shy away from it, I'm going to really lean into it mm-hmm. because it captures them. And if I can speak their language and then go into educators and tell them, listen, I know the language of these young people that you serve. Here, let me help you connect to them. Let me help you build that bridge. I now see this, this whole social media thing, this whole TikTok platform as a way of impacting young people and educators and families in a different kind of way, um, where they are, right? I, I have to move into their generation, not just try to hang back and lay low. I'm like, no, I, actually, I need to turn up the volume a little bit, which is a stretch for me. And um, it's pulling me out of my comfort zone to even go there. So hmm. that's where I see it going. Um, I, I've been recently thinking, I want to go on tour, like create an educational tour load up in my RV, shoot it on TikTok, put it out there and just, hey, I'm coming to a town near you. Whose school can I come to? And just go for it because the reach is so great. I want to talk to kids and say like, listen, when I was in school, I wasn't all that engaged, but look, here are some opportunities for you. This is what can happen right now. We didn't have the internet like you have it. You can see opportunities. And and so I really want to really just lean into it. Mm-hmm connect with people and, and just get out there and um, help them to discover their voice of value. I I think the tour is an awesome idea. Um, And with your platform, but also just the way the world is connected these days, that, that approach could be really effective of like whose school, you know, while you're touring, you can be actively engaging and like, where should I go next? Is your school open yeah. to it and getting in touch with the, uh, the right person at administration. There's a friend of mine who's also been on the show. 
He's a, a former boxer. His name is Cam F. Awesome. He was part of the Netflix documentary Counterpunch. I don't know if you've seen it, but he became a, a, a public speaker and he did this exact thing. He spoke almost almost exclusively or at least predominantly to to high schools and middle schools and was living out of his van that year. Uh, this was a few years ago, but he still speaks a lot. And that's kind of exactly what he did. So so I'll send you a, a link to his stuff, but his name is Cam F. Awesome. There's, I don't think there's anyone else named that. Um, <laughs> um, but he he's documented that that process, and he used to do the same thing, like, hey, if you want me to go to your school, while he was touring because he was living out of his van, and he would just go place to place. Sounds very similar. So you might find some yeah. gems within his story to help, help influence you on that path. Um, let's talk a little bit about strategy and tactics, you keep saying like leaning into it and getting out of your comfort zone when you know now this is the thing in your life right this is a part of your business this tool that you use every single day talk to me a little bit about how you approach it strategically in terms of uh, you know are you just sharing your stories are you specifically trying to find your niche and your ideal audience your frequency of of how often (laughs) you post how do you approach all that um, when I approach it, uh, I, I generally am creating content in the moment. Like mm-hmm. I can just be going through my day, something happening. I'll create um, something that based off of what's going on in my life. Um, so some of it is I do I do some that's just personal, just, hey, just share my story. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm up to. Um, and then other things, I, I, I strategize it based off of knowing that uh, helping people enhance relationships is a key for me, right? Yes. Like I want to speak to those things. So conversations that I hear um, about relationships, those sticking points and where people are struggling, yeah. I'm looking I'm looking and listening during my day for those answers. Um, I'll generally post two, most often it's going to be twice a day. Yeah. And, and I'm doing that most often Monday through Thursday. I find that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there's, I'll, I'll post generally Monday through Thursday, maybe sometimes on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, really not at all, because there's a lot of drop off. People aren't really there. And plus I've reserved that time for myself. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to become, you know, like always there on my phone, always checking it out. I, I, yeah. I, I needed to create a boundary. I'm like, nope, as successful as it's been, I'm going to still create a boundary or else now I'll never be able to refresh. Yeah. Right? And, and then now I'll it's become, not a- adding to your life. It's, it's taking away yeah. from it. Yeah. So I, I encourage people I'm like set your boundaries, but yeah, a couple of times a day. And what I do when I'm, when I'm, when I post something and I see what kind of engagement it gets, I'm oftentimes looking for the comments that are, you know, that are coming from it because people will tell you what they want to talk about <laughs> because yeah, they're going to sure. say something. And especially if you can, if you can hit, um, and touch on a part of their life where it has an emotional significance to it. So if you touch on something that's emotionally like charged and, and people start talking, then really you can open up this dialogue. And, mm-hmm. and I look at it like if you can create a conversation with your audience, then you're not just, it, it's not so separate. You're now building an actual relationship. And that's the way I look at it. I look totally. at it. Like I want to know people's names. I oftentimes when I when, when I post something and people are commenting, I'll click on their account to see if they have a name. So then when I answer them, I might totally. say, Oh, thanks, Lily, for that answer. That was, you know, amazing. Thanks for sharing. And I oftentimes one of the things that I've learned is just when someone comments, ask them a question to keep them talking. Yeah. Like they'll say, Oh, that was an awesome, that was an awesome video. And I'll ask like, so what made it awesome for you? What, what was it that connected? And then they start sharing some more. So those are just, and I look at it like just basic conversational tools um, for having a relationship. If you really want to have relationships with people, really talk to them, ask them, ask them questions. The saying their name thing is so key to making people feel seen and heard. There's a friend of mine, Robert Kennedy, Kennedy, the third says the sweetest sound uh, someone can hear is the sound of their name. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do that same that same tactic when I respond to people. It's very easy. Most of the time you can see it like, hey, thanks, Caitlin. Have a great day. Just just recognizing that they're a real human on the other end of right. that, Right. And not just a right. comment to your post 
to you know trigger the algorithm or whatever that's a real person right. and i think that's that's where longevity comes into the building you know the community and the connections that you're building versus just this transactional relationship that's like hey buy my book you know what right. i mean or, or whatever it's like no you matter you're a person i'm a person we both mess up we're here to help each other i love i love that space so much and i think it's really important for you to establish Cause you hear the conversation a lot about, Oh, you got to post five to seven times a day, every single day, yada, yada, yada. I think it's really important that you've set those boundaries, but also that the people listening understand that no, you don't. I mean, consistency is key, but four days a week, you know, that's, that's a little more than half of the week that you don't post. And I think that's, that's important for people to understand that it doesn't have to be this thing that we hear often that you just have to spend your life on this. And I think that most of yours, like how much editing do you do? Cause from what I see, it's most of the time, like, like you said, it's in the moment you just respond. It's kind of just you talking to camera. It's not a lot of like high production value. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. I, I haven't done, I haven't used a whole lot of, um, you know, high production type stuff it's been very natural <laughs> like i i use a very natural conversational approach um and and i focus on really connecting with the to the heart of people and and i think that matters what i what i found is that even when you, when you start to get into the high production stuff sometimes it falls flat because people don't trust it they're like it's too polished. It's too yeah, overproduced. <laughs> they're like, it's yeah. Too, yeah, they're like wait, it's too polished, and they they it looks too commercial, mm -hmm. and and they just don't trust it. And so on the TikTok platform, I feel like people they see the natural stuff, they see what seems to be um, you know more raw, and they respond to it. Mm -hmm. um, like the one day I'm shooting this video talking about honor and respect. And a chicken like kind of ran under my foot and I kind of stepped on it and it squawked in the middle of me talking about honoring them. But I left it and people, they were like, oh, so glad you left that because, <laughs> you know, like, and then they start unpacking it. Like, that's what happens in life and relationships. You can yeah. be like trying to do so good and, and then something goes wrong. And, and so for me, I'm like, yeah, it's just true. Like, that's, oh. that's what it is. I mean, I try to put some thought into you know, lighting and that kind of thing. And I use a lot of just natural lighting, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I don't want to have too many shadows or and whatnot, but yeah. overall it's about the message. What can you get the message to the heart of people in the time that you're shooting for? And, you know, like being specific about what do you want them to walk away from with once they walk yeah. away from this? Like mm -hmm. what, what are they taking with them? Are they encouraged? Are they being entertained? you know, was it informational? You just wanted to share a piece of information with them. Like, what is it that you really want yeah. for someone to experience? So I think a lot about the experience. What, what do I want this person to experience in our relationship? Mm -hmm. Right. I pretty much assume the people that I'm with, they're going to be the, a lot of the same people over and over. So we're building, again, we're building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And while the numbers of likes or people that might follow might be really high, I know that there's, there's this core group of people that I've now seen for a long time mm -hmm. that I know that they're there. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep building with them, keep developing these relationships and um, let it grow from there. What's been the most uh, unexpected life change that's, that's come out of this pursuit? Um, I think for me, it's, it's actually been, it's been internal, um, often like actually, actually seeing, seeing that my voice could have such an appeal. Like I'm, I've, I've dreamed about it when I was a, when I was a ball player, when, when, when I was playing ball through college, I was like, oh yeah, I play pro ball, have a platform. Yeah, it'd be great. But I didn't always see that in terms of being, you know, in this educational space and sharing um, conversations of worth and value. And there was a time in my life where I really struggled, where I was like, what am I even here for? Like, what is my purpose? All I do is talk, right? Everybody talks. This is I'm like, this is, this is, doesn't really seem to be anything. And, you know, people would make fun of me like, oh, you're always coming up with these analogies and stories and, 
right? And and so it wasn't like an honor, like a place of honor. It was a place of like, I guess I don't really have much. And what what I've seen in this journey, um, this time being on social media and TikTok really in particular, is that, man, you actually do have a voice. You, you just, you got to find the people that, you know, resonate with your voice. You, you do have a voice. You do have a message. You do have something that connects with someone. You just have to find the right ones. And, and I've been able to see like, wow, these people, there are people. You do have something. And, and so it's been a, a development of my own worth and value. And, and I oftentimes tell people, like, I'm, I'm so humbled by the number of people that have chosen to hit that button and say, like, I'll follow him. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, for, for years and years and years, when I was on Facebook and I'd be on Facebook and I'd go live, it might be like a handful of my friends there or no one. And I would just be going live and just talking. And, 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 and sometimes you want to see those numbers kind of go up because like, okay, all right, I'm doing this and it, it actually does matter to someone. And, and so to see it happen is really humbling. And yet I still know that it, it all comes down to being about one person, right? If I can connect with that one person, that is still significant. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes we'll hold back our gifts or our talents thinking that not enough people see them. But if we can impact one person and perhaps change their life or change their day, that's a big deal right? Because there are billions of people in the world and they have billions of other options. And so for them to be able to hear our stories and to be impacted, it really is big. Mm. My friend, I think that is like the perfect point for uh, for us to end on. And and it's, you know, relationships are, are just like that. Just, one, you know, one brick at a time, one person at a time for those connections to happen. And then what I love about it is connections are are exponential right like the more connection you have the more they breed right and it spreads and that's how it can grow into a community um but before we go you had mentioned this tour idea that you have which i think is fantastic uh what other plans do you have for the future what are you looking forward to i mean here we are it's almost 2023 which is wild uh what's next uh for you right now i really i'm looking at this tour and building what I call to be a revolution in education um, to, to really help, like I said, staff and teachers and students to, to move into this, this new way of living, this new way of education and empowerment. And so I, I look to be um, hitting the road, sharing this message of hope and empowerment and building, uh, building a network of people where young people, like, like the ones that I met the other day, who have no hope. Right. And begin to see people. Uh, and I want to tell you, I want to thank you right now because you now go with me as a story to tell, right? That you're a part of the story. And I get to share with some young person who may be sitting in the classroom who, who thinks, like, I don't, I don't really have anything. Like, I, I have these stories in my mind, but I don't. But now I can talk, talk to them about what you do and how you impact lives. And because I think that many of us are still sitting in those classrooms. We've grown up, we're older, but our younger selves are right now in 22 and in, in 2022 in those classrooms, they need to hear us. Yeah. There, there, there's a younger version of you right now getting ready to go back to school who needs to see you, who needs to hear you, who needs to know that, Oh man, I can be like him. I can, I can do what he does because that's what I'm good at too. And, and so I, I just, I look at going back into these, these educational institutions, sharing stories, helping young people find adults that have gone down this path and, and being able to point them in the direction of, hey, look, go, go connect with Rain because he can help you. He can share with you. And so this, this, this world of being, quote unquote influencer now for me looks like all right how do I connect young hope to experience mm-hmm. where they can say you know what if I can get around that person that part you really have influenced them <laughs> right to hope to dream to go for it 
And so that's what I see. Um, that's, that's where I see things moving, um, building an influencer community, because I believe we all have an area of influence and connecting people to it um, so that someone can have hope, someone can dream and, um, and really move forward in life. So, man, I, I really appreciate you having me on and giving me the opportunity to be, you know, a part of your community and, and share with you and, and learn from you because what you're doing is impacting lives differently from the way that I do it. And yet we're on the same team. We're on the same page. We're yeah. moving forward. And, and it's an awesome thing. So I really appreciate you, man. Man, thank you so much. That's so kind. And, and that was beautiful, brother. And I'm, I'm very excited to be on the same team and be part of that network. And I genuinely mean like, anything that you need uh to help that i can provide for you along this journey for the tour whatever i know you're going to document it so i think that's awesome but like i'm here for you brother 100 percent. i respect and appreciate what you're trying to do and your mission and i'm fully behind it and i really appreciate you taking some time to share your story with us today thank you so much Ray. all right brother peace my name is rain bennett thanks for listening if you enjoyed that episode do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.